0: Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network.
1: You're listening to Linux in the Hound Shack. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD.
2: And welcome everybody into episode number 217 of Linux in the Ham Shack. This is our short topic episode for uh, the week just before Easter and uh you know whatever that means i guess <laughs> but i'm yeah. ross k5 tux
0: i'm cheryl w5 moo and i'm
3: bill any 4rd
2: all right bill is enjoying a cigar the rest of us are not so i guess we need to move on with the show and because bill's being a jerk he can read the well, actually, no, we can't. I have to do stuff first. Uh, boy, I just nice try. shot nice myself try. in the foot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. So we got a couple of things to talk about. The first thing is the Green Country Ham Fest. Uh, Cheryl and I had a little confab yesterday about the Green Country Ham Fest and decided that considering all of our other obligations and the financial constraints of going to Ham Fest and the fact that we've got Hamvention coming up. That we will not be going to the Green Country Ham Fest this year. So, unfortunately, if you're out in Claremore expecting us to be there, we will not. So, uh, but we're letting you know a week early. So, if the only reason you're going there, and I'm pretty sure that's not,
0: is it. <laughs> because of us. Uh, yeah, you, 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 well, you can go know. ahead and stay home. But
2: <laughs> uh, for all the other people who are actually going there because it's a ham fest, uh, yeah, still go check it out. Claremore, Oklahoma. Um. When is it? April thirteenth, fourteenth, and fifteenth. Thirteenth yeah, and fourteenth. Yeah, somewhere around there. A couple 14th, weeks. 15th, yeah. 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 So, um, we've already talked about it, but yeah, uh, you won't see us there, but have a good time anyway.
0: <laughs> we didn't realize until we started talking about it. it's almost as expensive as Dayton. So well it, no, it's no, not as expensive as Well, expensive it's as Dayton, not, right? but it's considering the fact that it's 150 miles away, it's a huge expense.
2: But it gets like twenty five. Hundred people, maybe, versus whereas twenty five
0: thousand, yeah, at
1: Hamvention, yeah.
2: So. So. so yeah, love love to be able to get there, just just not going to be happening. So, and the other thing is Hamvention itself. Hamvention twenty eighteen is coming up in the middle of May, eighteenth uh, through the twentieth of May. We definitely will be at Hamvention. There, there was a a slight bump in the road that we came across yesterday, but the folks at Dara and the inside exhibits coordinator uh helped us out and we'll we'll be getting our usual booth space for our usual booth price uh which was going to be an issue but apparently it's not going to be an issue so uh we will definitely be there we found out that our booth number is five thousand and four which people who are paying attention will realize is not the same number that we had yet last year we had five thousand and seven however the booth is exactly the same booth. It's just been renumbered. So we will be in exactly the same spot.
0: Up next to the double doors. Yeah, next to yeah. the
2: double doors on the, I guess that's the north side of building five. I, I think that's direction. north. Yeah, yeah whatever. What direction Something that like that. Yeah. Yeah. But but anyway, we'll be in the same spot, even though the booth number has changed. So if you know where we were last year, we'll be in the same place. Um, now, we were next to Tom, K, or W5KUB last year he has moved uh, according to Bill into building two so we we will not be next to him however I did find out that in booth number 5006 I believe it is um, will be Ham Radio Deluxe so I'm thinking we should have like Nerf dart fights or something
0: (laughs) I told, Wood Russ told me that, I was like, great, so you and Bill are going to be like carnies down in front of that booth, <laughs> going, no, 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 come up to our booth, yeah. Yeah, <laughs>
2: we're going to put on our, I'm, I'll put on a banana suit, Bill will put on his gorilla suit, and we'll have, like, signs pointing down to our booth, standing in front
3: of uh, Ham Radio
0: Deluxe.
2: Just, yeah.
3: yeah, just say no, just right. say no to HRD. <laughs> yep. You people should know better by now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow.
2: <laughs> so, anyway... Um, obviously that's not really gonna happen. But I, I just thought it was kind of fun. I definitely think we should go have a talk with them.
0: With Nerf Guns sure. or not? Well, no, I think we'll probably <laughs> leave the Nerf Guns at all home. All right, all right. Just know. checking.
2: But All right. And also, finally, the hamvention twenty eighteen uh GoFundMe campaign is live. The link to that will be in the show notes. It's also on the banner at the top of the website and lots of other on places. Facebook, yeah, and, posting yep. on Facebook and Twitter and, and all those places. So If you can, please share that as much as possible and donate if you possibly can. Every little dollar helps. Um, We're looking for a $1,000 total, which we figure will be about half of the total cost of showing up at Hamvention. So that includes booth, hotel, travel, meals, blah, 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 blah. So we figure we can cover half of it. And if you all can help us cover the other half, uh, all will be well. But no matter what happens, we will definitely be there. So. Uh, thanks to everybody who's donated already, um, and we look forward to seeing everyone in May. So that's what we have for our lead topic. So now I can put Bill in the spotlight.
3: In the spotlight, and he can
2: talk about some of these amateur radio things that uh, he so delightfully put in the Etherpad for us.
3: Yes, yes, I was. Uh, it's it's a slow news week in amateur radio, so I had to really gonna look around for stuff that was interesting. Uh, so my first uh, first one comes from Reddit. So you can tell it was really bad if I'm diving into Reddit. Uh, The 10-meter DX, the contest opening. So right off the heels of the uh, CQ Worldwide uh, Prefix Contest, there was uh, good reports of some DX in the quieter bands during our solar slump. Uh, East Coast stations reported working VKs during the contest. We have a VK in the chat room. Yeah, how about that? So, uh, yeah, it looks like uh, propagation on 10 meters was... uh, was a bit uh better than uh nothing <laughs> <laughs> which is where it usually is so fantastic yeah, yeah yeah but you know it always takes a contest and that's that's the strange part about contests are that uh you know you put enough uh rf up in the sky and all of a sudden you have propagation in places you really didn't think you had propagation before that's because all the it's probably the also, signals like piggyback on
2: each other and they become like actual propagation
3: <laughs> yeah we create the plasma in the sky there that uh, <laughs> that's right just bounce yep. off of yeah. That's also probably because everybody's on the band listening. So <laughs> <laughs> that does help quite a bit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, these contests are a great opportunity for you to work uh, some of these bands uh, that that you really can't work uh, normally. So, I mean, generals, I heard some generals getting on the air, not generals, uh, technicians getting on uh, 10 meters for their first time and uh, operating DX on 10 meters, which is uh, good in the uh, solar slump here that we're in. So uh so yeah get on uh, get on ten meters in the contest, and uh, you probably will have some propagation. <laughs> our second article comes from the FCC Ooh. the FCC is to hold uh, yeah hold a workshop on April thirteenth on critical info during disasters and I've read a lot of news about uh, various Aries organizations and groups uh, around the area getting prepped up for uh, our season of erratic weather that we always have uh, leading into summer. Um, and uh, this kind of goes right along that same vein. So the FCC is, uh, this is from their news release. The F, uh, the Federal Communications Commission, uh, Public Safety and Homeland Security Bureau will host a public workshop to identify communications information needs of government and consumers to improve preparation and response efforts during crisis- crises. Uh, informed by input to uh, a Bureau of Public Notice seeking comment on the response to the 2017 hurricane season, this workshop is intended to ensure the commission is collecting the critical information necessary to support the preparedness and response activities of stakeholders to facilitate the ac- availability and reliability of communications during emergencies, disasters, and significant events. So if you're interested in that kind of stuff, uh, there's a nice uh, press release, and uh, of course, the workshop will be in April. There is a lot of multisyllabic
2: words in that. <laughs> <laughs> People when they put out press releases and stuff, they really like to just make things verbose. Oh yeah, yeah. preparedness yeah, and response activities of stakeholders to facilitate the availability and reliability of communications during. <laughs> yeah, it's like um
0: That we want to be
2: MCOM ready. <laughs> MCOM,
0: <laughs> MCOM one.
2: <laughs> no. so. uh, but anyway, yeah, that's cool. So a link to that if you want to read the whole story will be in the show notes. So that's all we had for amateur radio stuff for tonight. Wow, we're just kind of plowing through stuff here. But we also have some open source topics. And the first one is interesting because there is a race on. And I saw the hashtag for the first time today, actually. uh, Hashtag delete Facebook. um, In the race to replace, (laughs) as Bill calls it, face bag. Um, (laughs) The the movement is starting (laughs) to beat the business or beat the bushes on replacement. The open book challenge is looking to fund seven purpose-driven teams that want to build a billion user social network to replace Facebook uh, while protecting consumer privacy. There's also several other systems that seem to fit in this space already with some caveats like Diaspora and Friendica or Friendi.ca, or however the hell you want to pronounce it Uh, and lots (laughs) of Twitter clones like Mastodon and several others. Um, I assume all of this is in the wake of this um, data breach uh associated with the uh what is that
0: um oh, it was the thing with trump Analytica, yeah, Analytica, yeah. yeah. Cambridge Cambridge
2: Analytica.
3: that's the one who well you know this kind of just opened up the uh you know the the the, the, the box you know they kind of just um you know people started realizing when they started deleting their facebook accounts where well, they were pulling their data and all of a sudden they realized that like wow every every text and every uh phone call has been actually logged into their facebook account because you know, they like, you know, many others installed the, uh, you know, an application called Facebook on their phone and happened to hit those yes dialogues when it said, Hey, let me access your phone. Let me access your SMS messages. Let me access your, uh, contacts list. You know, when you do that stuff, it opens up for all that information to be shared back to the platform, which then can be accessed from, uh, you know, third party people. Right. Yeah. You know, this is why you don't go onto Facebook and go and do those little apps that make pictures of you and put pictures of stuff or, uh, you know replace and put a little stickers on your uh, profile pictures every time you add an app you basically expose more people or more uh, third party vendors to all of your information uh, even though it might be minimal at first you know it 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 can uh, expose a lot of information personal information about yourself to everybody else that you might not necessarily want to share so, yeah, so the uh, the open book challenge is not necessarily open source, but I thought it uh, since it had mentioned uh, several open source products and stuff like that uh, in the uh, in the Reddit thread that I actually found this on. Um, I thought it would uh, kind of fit in here quite nicely since there are quite a few products out there right now trying to, uh, you know, emulate, you know, what used to be what friendly or what was that friendster thing that was out before Facebook or around the same time?
2: You nice got me. Things. There's just so many things around nah, there. Yeah,
3: there was like another thing. Yeah, it was, it was kind of like a, like
0: Friendster or something like that. Yeah, Fr- uh, Friendster yeah, was
2: so definitely a thing. I'm not sure if that's the one you're talking about.
3: Yeah, I don't think so. It's some, it something like that though. Yeah, yeah. There's so many things like <laughs> yeah, that. There. There's so, so many different ways to collaborate and to share information. It's just stupid. It just so this has a uh, this. The, you know, just so you know, this open book challenge. If you go onto it, you can take a look at it and look who the investors are. I mean, one of them is Jason Calacanis. So know, uh, yeah, take that with. Uh, your mileage may vary on whether uh, what what actually occurs out of this
2: i I saw uh, that um zuckerberg had uh, apologized to everyone for the data breach uh, quote-unquote data breach and said that they were going to try and fix facebook and said that if they could not keep your data secure then they didn't deserve to host it or something along those lines i think that's pretty closely paraphrased uh so i guess we'll see where that goes too there's so many it's it's over one billion people who are connected on facebook and it literally yeah. started as a, a way like early on as a way to share information for college students and then it became sort of this global worldwide marketplace and uh, information sharing site so um it definitely became more than it started out to be and they actually had a lot of early growing pains when it came to security and there was a whole hubbub what five years ago about I think it's people being able that. to more, have more granularity in, in, uh, what they
3: shared and things like that. So obviously
2: there's still some problems.
3: Yeah. I mean, people don't realize what they're actually doing online, you know? (laughs) Well, there, there is
2: that. Yes.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is, uh, I think this is going to be a, uh, this is just like one part of the many things that are changing, uh, in the, in the whole scope of the internet and social media and the ability to share stuff. So expect probably more information and more stories like this to continue to pop up. The EFF is uh, fighting a big battle right now, too. And uh, I didn't put that in here. But uh, um, yeah, I mean, basically, the entire Internet is going through a a round of uh, cleansing and censorship that is probably not healthy for what the Internet is actually there for.
2: No one knows what the Internet's there for anymore except for pornography. I mean... Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> you know, the internet
3: was made for porn, right? right? You have that song, don't you, somewhere? Yes, internet porn, <laughs> we
2: sure do. I can cue it up anytime.
3: <laughs> the internet was made for porn? Uh, but Dave, anyway, uh, let's...
2: KB0OWD uh, has a prediction about all of this, and he yeah. says, the Zuck is going down.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so,
3: <laughs> Yeah, he'll just uh, sleep on his bed made of uh, you know stacks of $100, $100 bills. Gold, so. and diamonds, and, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so uh, you know, with this, I also noticed that Friendica, the one we just uh, talked about here, had their uh, latest release of version 3.6. And uh, just so you know, Friendica is a decentralized communications platform that integrates social communication. Our platform links to independent social projects and corporate services. Our mission is to fi- uh, free friends, family, and colleagues from data harvesting corporations. We aim for social communication to be free and open while flowing, excuse me, while flowing between any provider as easily as email does. And uh, some of these changes in the latest version are that you can now interact with postings on the community page, even if you're not connected with the author. Forums can now be addressed with some uh, fancy uh, exclamation points. You can now follow hashtags and some other uh, social media fun stuff. And uh, API was improved, letting the native clients provide a, a nicer uh, mobile user experience. So uh, yeah, who knows? That could be the next Facebook or uh, some kind of replacement. And I remember Identica back in the day was pretty much exactly the same thing as uh, I guess Mastodon is now a decentralized uh, uh, friend server, right? <laughs> Tw- Twitter clone or something like that. I think I don't. I don't. I almost think Identica was out first, but that 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 might just be be me. Oh, up. before Facebook. Um, Uh, before twitter
2: Twitter? no i think i think identica is slightly post-dated twitter but not by much
3: yeah because i remember joining about the same time so i don't i don't don't recall before that but uh, anyway so uh there it is there's one of those products that are out there among others and uh i didn't really see much other open source uh specific topics uh this week um but yeah if you guys ever hear of any you can always send us a note and we will try to include them in our topic list
2: yeah please do that and steve in the chat room says i think the big question is can something replace facebook and be free to use but not resort to selling data or being clogged with i'm I'm adding this last part and being
3: clogged with uh, (laughs) advertising i think uh well at some point you got to figure a way to pay for it so that 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 is the problem and unless you're willing to actually go to a subscription-based service where you have to pay to uh, play um which a lot of people are used to not doing um but they don't realize they're paying with their data. Right. That's, that's the price you pay. You're paying with the data. So you are paying, and what you're paying them with is probably worth a lot more than you know, $10 a month.
2: I think what people need to start realizing is that to have a a good, secure, viable platform is worth $5 a month to be ad-free, ad-ware-free, and data breach-free as opposed to having something that is free and then winds up screwing you over afterwards. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens. I'm um we at work we're using Mattermost, which is a um, Slack. It's a free Slack client, and yeah. that works really really well. So, um you know this, this kind of thing could work. And as and if if they can decentralize it and create a a scenario kind of like BitTorrent where you can host the servers, uh, kind of like IRC does, and keep it free and let let the internet and the people who run the hardware actually run the server instances. They can. That decentralized model can can sort of shift the ca- the uh, cost onus uh, yeah. onto the people who want to host it, and maybe they can still keep it free and provide a an decent service. So who knows? We'll see. There's <laughs> lots of talk, of,
3: <laughs> lots of chat in the chat room. <laughs>
2: Facebook apparently <laughs> is a hot button issue. So. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's a hot yeah, button yeah, issue yeah. with a lot of people. So
3: yeah, I wait till we talk about censoring your Skype
0: calls. <laughs> 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 yep.
3: Oh, no. sign of the
2: times. Dave <laughs> says it's Russian, It's the Russians' fault. Yep, that's it. Yes, <laughs> we just blame yes, them for everything. Of course, we have for many, many, many years Many years, so. yeah. All right. So anyway, moving on, we're going to talk about Linux in the Hamshack, and Bill has been rummaging around in the internet dumpster called
3: GitHub. So <laughs> yes, yes. So, so you can always tell when the, it's a light week because <laughs> cause Bill <laughs> browses GitHub. But I go into GitHub and look for topics because uh, I don't feel like installing anything and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, so I uh, I was looking at the most recently updated stuff in GitHub, and uh, of course, uh, two of our favorite uh, loggers pop up here. At least my favorite loggers, uh, CQR log and PiQSO, are both showing improvements to their code from uh, with features for uh, WSJTX and FT eight so if you're building them from Git, you'll have those updates. Uh, those updates were within the last couple days here. So, uh, so yeah, definitely uh, active improvements going on in those projects. And, uh, you know, expect to see a release probably, uh, you know, sometime soon on those. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to grab a dev and take a look at it and see what the actual, uh, actual line items are on that. Um, also, we had uh, JJ1HGP. That's uh, a Japan call sign. Uh, Is building a JavaScript-based web logger. It's uh, pretty rudimentary at the stage. MIT licensed and saves to a .log file. Uh, You can check that out over on GitHub. And we have all these links in our show notes. Uh, A listener here, AB4UG, also on Skype or on, uh, on, sorry, (laughs) (laughs) on IRC normally as I'm a bug, which he's not in the chat room right now, but I've seen him in here before. Um, He's actively working on his little uh, PHP logger, so another web-based logger. And he's using Laravel as the uh, kind of like the I guess uh, what would you call that a, a web kit or not a web kit? Uh, <laughs> it's a framework. A development framework. Yes. Yeah, development framework for PHP. I haven't used that one before, but uh, of course, I haven't done PHP in probably fifteen years. Um, but uh, yeah, so he has it up there on his uh, on his GitHub, and it's MIT licensed, and it looks pretty uh, pretty complete. Uh, I will have to probably download that and uh, light it up and take a look at it. Um, DH1TW is working on uh, remote audio, which is a cross-platform audio streaming application built for amateur radio purposes. Uh, the most typical use case for this software is the remote operation of an amateur radio station. Remote audio is written in Go. So if you want to take a look at that, that's pretty slick. That that it, actually uh, looks
2: like the most interesting of all these projects to me. I can't wait to be able to... Because using Pulse Audio like, to, to do TCP uh, path audio is not that big a deal. I mean, it's, it's pretty configurable and stuff and it comes, uh, built into pulse audio, but a nice easy way to stream audio between applications would be great.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And this looks, this looks pretty good. I think this one's been out for a while. They just did some updates about a couple weeks ago. So, uh, I didn't look at the change log to see exactly what was in there, but, uh, yeah, check that out from uh DH one TW. So, and if you're working on a project that, uh, I I don't happen to see you on the, you know, the top, uh, three pages <laughs> of uh GitHub projectivity changes um send us uh, some feedback and uh, links to your project so we can promote your effort in the uh, amateur radio open source community.
2: Yeah, definitely please do that. And I'm going to throw in since we're kind of down to the end of things here, I'm going to throw in a little teaser. There's a there's a project that I found out about while skimming through some of the new things that have been showing up in the unstable Debian repos for ham radio software and there is an API suite that has been released. And I don't know how long ago it was released, but it's showing up in the unstable versions. It's not in um, Jesse or stretch yet, Um, but it is out there and it's an entire API suite um, and like driver and uh, integration. It's a whole integration thing um, for simplifying uh sdrs and for making sdrs kind of universal including the new radio and and uh, SDR and uh was it osmos or whatever that is in uhd and all that stuff it's supposed to sort of unify all that stuff and i have some feelers out to the people who are doing that project and i'm hoping by the time we uh do this uh our deep dive episode next week that we will actually be able to have an interview with them and they can talk about it
3: cool oh awesome so
2: that that would be great because it's a cool project and i didn't know anything about it until like yesterday um but it looks really cool interesting so
3: well there's a lot of activity going on there i mean we talked a a few well, probably several episodes ago about that g ran the uh gnu radio uh application repository network or whatever it's called (laughs) (laughs) where they have a you know a bunch of a bunch of apps that you can use to uh to build various radios for doing various things like, uh, you know, doing telemetry, uh, telemetry decoding from various satellites and, uh, and other stuff. So, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in the SDR world, uh, you know, cause the radios are all going to be SDRs and or at least they're, they're trying to become SDRs and, uh, there's tons of little SDR devices out there like the, uh, you know, the SDR play the RTL SDR and smart SDR and, God, yeah, know, AirSpy, geez, a zillion of them. <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely. And uh, Dave in the chat room says, a new Linux Mint Mini is supposed to be out in June. So what's the Linux Mint Mini? Like a little uh, single board computer with Mint on it? Because I haven't heard about this.
3: Yeah, I haven't seen it. I think I, I may have heard that mentioned. I just have to
2: get... We're all frantically typing and looking it up.
3: Uh, hmm?
2: Yeah, apparently it's like a NUC or something.
3: Oh, the Mini 2?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's, like, it's like a NUC.
0: Yeah, it says, Extremely Compact Mint Box Mini 2 Linux PC launches in June. Dell is offering it for mobile users by selling laptops running Ubuntu. Uh, Linux Mint is catering to desktop users with the Mint Box Mini, uh, which launches in June.
2: Yeah, we'll have to follow up on that. That looks like an interesting project.
3: Yeah, I think we actually did mention this as like a flash topic before. Oh, that's entirely possible. I don't remember yesterday, so... (laughs)
2: You know? Yeah, yeah. I remember exactly how much champagne I drank. So yeah, I guess I remember part of it anyway. Oh, and by the way, well no, I gotta save that for the next Thursday thing we do because I yeah, I don't want to do that now. Um <laughs> you might forget about it. Oh, my no, God. I won't forget about it because believe me, it was unforgettable. So Ah okay. <laughs> well we'll save it then. All right, so there was one other thing I wanted to touch on. Oh, I tried. Um, I was looking for other applications to, to uh, you know talk about today on our Linux and the Hamshack segment, and I tried um, Pi DX Cluster, which is, which is in okay. the Debian repos. Um, but I was using the Jesse version because I'm still on stable in mine, and I'm I think that was a few revs back, and it was not working real well for me. There was some connectivity to um, PSK was it psktracker.info or something like that? There's a website PSK PSK Reporter. Reporter. Yeah, that's it. And that was broken in it. So uh, (laughs) it probably just needed an update, you know, to a newer version or whatever to work properly uh, because I'm sure mine was several revs back. Um, But I'm going to hopefully touch on that one in the next episode as well. So uh, just just to let you know, if you're into DX clusters and, and DX spotting and stuff like that, there is something as an alternative to like XDX and PX... Our Pi DX cluster is in the Debian repos, um, so we'll probably take a look at that too uh, going forward.
3: Yeah, yeah. And I, ha- I have my mach- I've had my machine on on FT8 for a while now on twenty meters, and so you can see what my station has heard on uh, PSK Reporter info.
2: Yeah, my <laughs> my station had actually been I have uh, a <laughs> reported like two hundred <laughs> times or something on PSK Reporter. I had no idea, and I was actually doing FT8 today. Um, I I did several oh. twenty meter contacts on FT8.
3: Oh, sweet. I wonder if I heard. Uh, that you actually. may have.
2: I didn't see your call sign out there. I had a contact and let's see, where did I contact? I contacted Cuba and uh Canada and I don't remember. I tried Apparently Spain. Apparently not
0: Montana.
2: No, not Montana. I tried Spain. So the way my antenna is oriented, Montana is like in the is in the dead zone. The way the way <laughs> things are. I mean, it's literally in the dead zone.
0: Sorry, Bill. He just doesn't like you. <laughs> Yeah, he's just not that yeah, into me. No, yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah. I don't
3: have you in my herd list. So I don't see it there, but that's kind of cool. I have a bunch of stations out there. I was in Missouri, I though. was fairly
2: QRP on FTA too. I was I think I was operating around twenty watts. So
3: oh, okay, yeah. So I got like a KL7QW and K0DEQW0DR. I did see.
2: Um, Darren says no VK contacts, but um, I I actually did see a VK today, and I tried to get them, but I didn't. I was not successful
3: in getting the bk whatever it was uh yeah mine heard a zl2 and a bunch of japan stations and one asia two is what south africa uh no zl2 is ZL, New zealand yeah yeah okay zulu sugar south is africa. Uh, south africa yeah yeah. Right. yeah i don't see any on 20 on there normally i pick them up on 40 actually my uh well i switched over to qss tv actually
2: my computer is decoding a bunch of random pictures. pictures i've noticed yeah. that several uh, pictures have come through today with no identifying features on them and as far as i know if you don't actually put your like call sign information and stuff in the image i don't know that there's any way to uh authenticate where the picture came from so no, but, I, but i've seen a bunch of stuff is. oh no but i saw a bunch of stuff come through that were just pictures no call sign information wouldn't that be broadcasting, it would be broadcasting but of course if there's no identifying features you know you'd have to go try and tr- triangulate them and you know, tracking or whatever. Yeah. So anyway, some interesting stuff coming up for the next episode, hopefully. And, um, you know, so stay tuned for all of that. But that being said, we're kind of down to the end this time, but we do still have our social media roundup. So, Woo-hoo! all right, let's find out who is, uh, being a partner with the show and, and connecting with us on all of our social media networks.
0: All right. Well, for this week, we have in our patrons list, John Spriggs, Steve Sainer, Donald Gever, Robert Pitts, Paul Griffith, Jonas Rulo, John Zaruba Jr., Samuel Vimes, Steve Metcalf, and Chris uh, Beggio. Beggio? Uh, for subscriptions, we have Michael Jopling, Steve Nichols, Todd Bowers, Thor Wiegman, Stephen Harp, Charlie Brown, Kevin Murray, Wayne Carpenter, Doug Rutter, Bill Piotr, Darren King, Dylan Engel, Alan Wilson, Donald Gover, John Clark, Michael Aiello, Robert Halliday, Brian Smith, Johnny Kinsey, Ronald Icke, Robert Yerke, Michael Connolly, Jeremy Hall, and Jonas Rulo. Mr. Gover and Mr. Rulo, if you're not aware of this, you are paying for Patreon and through PayPal, I guess, for uh, subscribing. Maybe you're intending to do that. Maybe you're not. If you're not, you need to correct that, uh, and we would like to encourage everybody that is subscribing to move to Patreon. But of course, if you don't want to, we understand. So for Facebook, we have Thomas Gorecki, Stephen Strauss, John Merkel, Jeff McGee, Larry Katrin, Michael Eddings II, and Bruce James. For Google Plus, we have Fred Cole, Ralph Mills, and Stephen Hoffend. We have at Radio Club SU at Yo I'm Bert, At Helium Radio, at K9 LRP, at K5 PDC, at Ham Workbench, at Craig Burrow, at Colward, at N0RBR, at Hawk Libertarian, and at That's uh, uh, Zedra Gomir, I'm guessing on that. Uh, John Taylor joined us on YouTube and there was nobody that joined the mailing list or no merchandise sales
2: all right that's pretty much down at the end there's uh lots of chat going on and any other you know links and things that show up that are useful to the program will show up in the show notes but that being said i believe we are down to the end of episode number 217 so we'll just jog on over to the chat room see if anybody else has any final comments or if any of the hosts have final comments before we roll on out of here
0: Comment, okay. comment, comment. come to hamvention <laughs> yeah on. go ahead bill <laughs> hamvention <Yeah>. <laughs> hamvention
3: <laughs> cq hamvention
2: that's it thanks everybody for listening live oh and i did actually have the list of people who are listening live so i wanted to yeah, definitely mention that, that before yeah. we before we sign out here and those people who were here in the chat room with us and listening live were dave kb0owd sean V E 6 sar darren vk6ek Paul k5wma and steve kd0ijp so thanks everybody for tuning in and for listening you know post er, ipso post facto or whatever the hell latin is or ex post facto something like that anyway uh afterwards and right under the wire we had don kc9zmy and ted wa0eir show up in the chat room but they didn't want to let us know that they were there so i kind of had to ferret it out for myself
0: shame on them
2: so uh <laughs> <laughs> Th- thanks everybody and we will uh be with you again for episode number 218 next monday and hopefully we'll have that special interview deep dive thing and if not we'll still have some really good content for you so signing off for now i'm russ k5tux
0: i'm cheryl w5moo and, and i'm bill and
2: 40, at the A zero E I R. of like, course go, just had to ruin <laughs> the whole it. thing
3: so. <laughs> Yeah. Mess our whole thing <laughs> up. Jeez. All right.
2: Take care, everyone. See you for the next one. Take care.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the program by visiting the LHS Patreon page of patreon.com stroke LHS podcast or using the contribute link on the website. Get in touch via social media. The show has a presence on Google Plus, Facebook, Twitter, Discord and YouTube. Or you can drop an email to info at LHSpodcast.info or record a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW. That's one 1-909- 909 547 7469. Visit the IRC channel, LHS Podcast, on the Freenode IRC network. Also visit the online merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable LHS merchandise. Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a Linux convention or hamfest. Email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info or visit the website for details. The podcast is recorded live every Monday night at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. Connect to the stream at stream.blacksparrowmedia.net colon 8008 stroke LHS live. Until next time, over and out.